komunda DJ World Premier, the world is yours. Peace, Dante. How you living? Man, I'm living. I'm living. I'm just trying to avoid this Delta. Oh no, you out there, you out there in the midst of it. <laughs> no. I no, think you're, you're literally in the midst of it. It's like the hub. The number's bad out here. Oh, uh, well, I don't check the numbers. I just look at the weather report. You know, if that if that um if that if that that weather should look crazy, like y'all niggas get some abnormal weather anywhere on earth, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's Rona. Rona did that. Man, I think that's Chicago with that Lollapalooza. Oh. 385 over 385,000. Yeah, they got it. They got it. And 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 I'd never want to be anywhere where there's 385,000 people at one time ever in my life. Even if it ain't no covid, like Yeah, not a mask in sight, just vibes. Like it was a festival, so like niggas was out there camping. They wasn't taking showers. No deodorant, just uh, vibes. No deodorant. And let me tell you, I, the last thing I want to be around is somebody with no deodorant on a Saturday afternoon and the temperature's anything over 75 degrees. Like, I don't trust I don't trust your diet enough to know that you're hydrated with water and your sweat not going to stink, your armpits not going to stink. Like, if you touch me, and your back sweaty, and your sweaty back touches my person, I might hit you with my shoe. Like, I might take off my Nikes and, like, beat your ass. Like, if you smell like outside, like, when you was younger, you came in the crib, and your parents told you you smell like outside, like, that's exactly what I imagine Lollapalooza. Disgusting. But we're here today, we're here today to talk Marvel talk, more Marvel talk. We got some hype shit popping in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, freshly freshly outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They did my girl dirty, bro. <laughs> they done did a white Nubian queen dirty. Yeah, ScarJo. Just when you think the shit can't happen to you, you like looking yourself in the mirror and you like, man, I'm so glad I ain't got to go through these struggles that these other motherfuckers is going. And then your movie drop and it's the lowest box office grossing Marvel movie in Marvel movie history. And it's you. Like, <laughs> like, like you did it. It wasn't it wasn't Captain America 9. It wasn't fucking some new upstart. Like, it wasn't the Hawkeye movie that bombed in the theater. It was fucking Black Widow. Yeah, like, but I, at the same time, it's, you know, it was COVID, you know, and, you know, we've never had a Marvel movie that you could just pay $30 and watch it at home. So, like, it's hard to put, you know, too much pressure on her about it but but yet at the same time you if you're looking at raw numbers it's like damn you at the bottom it's a bad stat bro 
it's a bad stat because I don't even think the Guardians movies was like the hype. But to know that the Guardian niggas made more money than you. And she a woman. So I was thinking. They were put, right yeah, she's going to put the little tight suit joint on. They're going to get like, you know, like they did an Iron Man 2. They're going to get one of them scenes where the camera angles like right on her ass. Like they did for Mega Stallion in the video. And like she going to get, she going to do numbers off of that alone. Yeah, but she said um, they didn't want to sexualize her anymore. You know, if you look at all of her costumes, Iron Man 2, it was all skin tight leather. And like as each movie went, she got less and less sexualized. So like by the time we hit Endgame, Infinity War, you know, you ain't see no ass, no nothing. She had on that vest that her sister gave her and she had on that, you know, that time travel suit. So she had the fucking utility belt. Yep. Gun holsters. She had fucking, uh, she had a bow staff. She thought she was Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, she had a bunch of shit going on. Yeah, but that was one of my favorite scenes in Infinity War, though. Like when, uh, what's her name? Proxima was like, you'll die alone. And then she turns around and Black Widow was like, she's not alone. And then, you know, all the girls came and kicked her ass. That shit was fire. Yeah, it was it was a good girl power m- m- uh, moment. And, um... Endgame, they had the same joint. I ain't like that. You ain't like that. It was too uh, staged. It was it was too manufactured. Like like you you got Spider Man. Like oh, I don't know how you and your little female arms are going to carry this gauntlet. I don't know how you're going to do that. And then all the girls like for some reason are all standing in the same spot, not doing shit. And like oh no, she's going to fly on the ground, and we're going to run behind her, even though she could just fly up in the air. Man, I ain't like that one. But they had, but it was a fire scene though, because everybody got their shit off. Sure, was, was out there with the little little psh, psh. the gauntlets. Yeah, that was some weird shit. But what you think about the Black Widow movie itself, though? Ah, uh, so if I reverse the clock and I drop this shit May twenty twenty, the original release date, it's a little bit better, right? Yeah, because there's no way. You're not waiting. I think the waiting gives you higher expectation because they built the hype. They built the hype up last year. Crazy. And then they put the bitch on the shelf. And then they built the hype again. The whole playoffs, every commercial was oh, Black yeah, Widow, Black Widow. And then it's like you watch the joint and it's like. It's like yeah, I, I could have saw this on, on TV. Yeah, they they fucking. I definitely didn't go to the theater, but I was low key pissed. I paid the thirty for it too because I don't know if it was like I don't know if Marvel put enough energy into the joint like they did everybody else's movie, and I know she don't have power, so there's some limitations with the action scenes, and the spy shit was okay, but it was it was kind of mailed in. And the whole movie felt like an afterthought. Yeah, like you know she did. So the whole movie felt like, well, we know it's gonna happen at the end. I think it was because they didn't really have plans at first to do that until you know social media starts saying, you know, why the girl don't got her own movie? 
even though she, you know she's a side character, so she shouldn't have had her own movie, just like Hawkeye doesn't have his own movie. But you know, people pushed for that, so they had to, you know, she they knew she was dying in Endgames, but so they had to come up with some story to tell, which you know you got the gap in time between Civil War and Infinity War, so they threw you know a little story in there, which is you know it's good content, like it's good to know what she was doing in that time, but for that to be the first Marvel movie that we see after you know COVID. It was just kind of like, eh, like, yeah, like it's cool. Like it wasn't bad, but it's like, you know, it's like it's just there, you know. I like the joint because it got into some of her origin, her background. I like that. I think with her being a side character, like a like a D E G character in the movies, I think that shit's lost. Like. We still don't know shit about Hawkeye except for he was in Thor and and then he popped up with Mad Kids like three movies later. But like we don't know too much about him and they never take a part of any movie to kind of break off and like, yo, let's give you let's give you a couple minutes of, of airplay. But like everybody gets that. You know, in the in the Avengers movie, you get the fucking you get the the, the hallucination with Thor and Heimdall and you get the fucking hallucinations with Captain America and you get to see that he's struggling with old girl and then old girl's niece is a part of the agency. Like you get to see way more backstory for everybody but her. She talked about the Red Room with Hulk, but like that was it. But she didn't give it up like, boom, my daddy was this, you know, my daddy had the super soldier serum, too. Uh, mom, they they took they took moms out, and they you know this is what they did to us. Like we never got none of that shit. So it was cool to see that, but when it came down to just the fucking the the villain of the movie was hugely disappointed. That Taskmaster motherfucker, like fam, what the fuck did you just sell me on? Like I thought that. That ghost motherfucker from Ant-Man 2 was some bullshit. Taskmaster was way more disappointing. Yeah, especially the trailers. They really sold it as like, this was some like a badass villain. And it's just like, oh, it's his daughter. And then she's like, force. she was controlled. Like she wasn't really doing this on her own accord. You know, what's crazy is like they even had a male stunt double. So like they... Like they really were trying to, you know, make you think that it's a guy, but then when it's a woman, it's supposed to be shocking. But it's like, like yeah, I'm shocked, but I'm also bored. Yeah, like I'm shocked that, like she wasn't giving it up like that. And I think, I think it was so much of a, of a spy movie. Like that was a Bond movie. Like if yeah. Bond was in the comics, like we was talking earlier, and we said Ant Man's a heist movie. Well. Black Widow is a Bond movie. That's a 007 joint. Another Jason Bourne type thing. Yeah, and you know, you never seen Pierce Brosnan give it up when he was 007. Like, he did a little bit of cool shit, but he ain't wrinkle a suit. That's kind of like what they did with Black Widow. She did a little bit of cool shit, but nothing like outlandish. But I think there were a lot of Easter eggs that are important in the Black Widow joint. Like, um, 
the general, Jeff Bridges, him being sick at the beginning of the movie. I yeah. love that. What I was wondering is like he looked weird as hell. Like they altered his his look for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why why does he look different? I, I think they're trying to I think they CGI his face to make him look a little bit younger, but also to make him look like legit sick. Yeah, um, so we can lead up to the Red Hulk. Yeah, he's gonna get sick. Well, he's gonna continue to be sick, and he's gonna take that fucking Captain America shit, and he's gonna turn into the Red Hulk. Uh, they got they got U.S. agent already. They got uh, the new Black Widow's replacement, so they're gonna turn into the Thunderbolts, bro. They got Zemo. They got Zemo, so they're gonna turn into the Thunderbolts, and I'm looking forward to that. My nerdiness is looking forward to that, even though I know that whenever they translate the comic book shit to the movie, it don't always hit. Like sometimes it's cool, but if you're relying on it to be just like the comic book, you disappointed. Yeah, you gotta like take it for what it is and stop, you know, like it's not good because it's exactly like the comics and bad if it's not like the comics. And you just can't compare too much because I think the comparison shit, I think that's that's what fucks us up a lot because Comics is your imagination. Bruh. And comics is like, that shit ain't always sexy. (laughs) Like, that shit ain't always like... (laughs) I watched Iron Man 3, and I think the first time I watched Iron Man 3 in the movie theater, oh, I was up at arms. I was up at arms. I came back home, and I was still on Tumblr, and I wrote this fucking blog with so many characters and so many fucking pictures and links to talk about all the shit that I was angry about in the movie. And then I saw the movie like five or six more times and I was just like, it's not a terrible movie, bro. Like, they fumbled the Mandarin shit, but it wasn't like a a horrible movie. Like, the shit that they did with the suits, that was like cool. Like, if, if Tony Stark don't get no more movies because three is the limit, if he don't get no more movies, that's a good way to go out. Because the shit got better every movie. In the first joint, he had one suit. He fought a nigga with powers just like him. Big hoopla. In the second joint, he fought... um, Whiplash. Yeah, Whiplash. And Anton Vanko. And that nigga, that shit was okay. But I think more of the hype was a brown... The chase scene, you know, hey, we're getting to see Iron Man fly and War Machines chasing him with a bunch of other fucking fake Iron Mans chasing him. Like, I think that shit was like the the adrenaline moment of the movie. Because once they got in there and they started fighting that nigga, that shit was over in a flash. And then Iron Man 3, and it was just like, oh, Mandarin, 10 rings. Okay, this shit's kind of hype. And then it was a white man. I just the trailers. The trailers for Iron Man three was like the hypest shit ever. When they when they had him talking over the the speakers, like you'll never see me coming, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I gotta see this. I gotta see this. And it's a British dude. That shit. That shit was the hype, and then it just turned out to be cultural appropriation. He's like, hello, I'm just here. I'm here. You know, hello, my name's Trevor Slattery. He's <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> He wasn't even drinking respectable beer. Like, he was drinking, like, Bush, Natty Ice or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
with with Florida strippers in the crib. Like, ooh, yeah. that might be the inception of COVID right there. Iron Man three. Yeah, but then you know, Black Widow, she she ain't like the the Disney Plus release. You said you you watched it on uh, Disney Plus. I went to the theaters to see it. You know, just because you know we haven't been to the theaters in so long, but apparently, you know. Apparently, even Kevin Feige didn't like that they put it out on Disney Plus, and now she's suing. What you think about that? I think she's right. You know, I talk about supporting the creators all the time, uh, just like people in the music industry streaming fucked up the money in the music industry. Well, streaming's fucking up the money in the movie industry, but. It's okay because we're not going to, that's not going to get fixed this year. Because niggas already got shit slated to be released. Your movie's already done. It's already wrapped up. You already negotiated your paperwork. Now niggas are sitting down to make movies that are going to come out next year. You got damn right. They're going to be, they're going to be trailblazers. They're going to, they're going to say like, yo fam, uh, in four weeks, <laughs> in four weeks, if you put this bitch out on Paramount Plus, I get this much. Yeah, how do I monetize that? You know, and now it's going to be a bigger feature because I think that's HBO Max's whole rollout with their app. Hey, we got all these movies same day as box office release. That's HBO Max's whole rollout. Yeah, Yo, you like Mortal Kombat? Guess what? When it comes out in the movie theaters. You can watch it at home. Space Jam, Dune, uh, uh, what is it? What's the other joint? Suicide Squad too. That's yeah. Right. Hey, whatever it is that you want to watch, don't go to the theaters. Watch that shit at home for no extra cost. Yeah, they say that's only for this year, but you know, if it's successful, which it hasn't really been, you know. If it's successful, they I would assume they would continue. But they do say it is it's only for 2021. And if this Delta shit, you know, takes over, then you know we we know they're going to extend that to next year. But um, you, you don't think it's been successful? No. Nah, so like you got to look at the box office numbers. Like King King, uh, what was that Kong versus Skull Island? That might have been successful because Kong versus Skull Island it did some money in the theater, and then people also went and, and went and saw it um, on HBO Max. Mortal Kombat. I think that, you know, that didn't do shit for the movie because, you know, nobody went to go see that shit in the theaters. Um, the next one we got, Suicide Squad, that's really going to be the test because, you know, now a lot of the people, a lot of people are just over COVID, you know, a lot of people are just out. So if that Suicide Squad makes money in the theaters and people go watch the shit, then I think we then it's successful. Space Jam, even Space Jam. Space Jam made like... I forget how much money it was. I think it was like 13 million or something in the box office, which that's not high. But um, for a movie, it's kind of hard to judge. You know, you got to judge like, is this amount of box office revenue? Is it high for a movie that you could also go see at home? You know, we've never had that before. So and I think I think that movie is a little bit tougher to grade because. People who want to see Space Jam got kids. Yeah, and it's multiple kids, you know. <laughs> and I'm not finna spend a hundred dollars taking y'all to the movie theater. When you can watch it in the crib for the free. Like I'll pop y'all popcorn 
I'll get y'all some candy from the dollar store, but I'm not finna spend I'm not finna spend a hundred dollars for the outing just for the experience. See, I think a movie like Mortal Kombat, King Kong versus Godzilla, like that'll drag asses to the movie theater because even if I can watch it at home for free, that's like a date night movie. And I want to see it on IMAX. Yeah, I want the surround sound experience. Like, fam, I'm trying to go deaf. You hear me? I'm trying to go. I want to see shaking shit. Yeah, I want to recline. And guess what? In the middle of the pandemic, I think that's when people felt the most comfortable to go to the movie theater because nobody was in there. Nobody was in there. They they going to social distance your shit. You pick your seat out. We'll make sure nobody's around you. You can hit the cinema cafe. Like you could have did your shit. Now. They're just like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> you don't need to wear a mask if if you fully vaccinated and we operating on the honor system. Like, we ain't checking cards or nothing. Like, hey, you know, if you don't want to wear a mask, you ain't got to wear a mask. And we serving food and shit's back to normal. You sitting next to motherfuckers again. Like, I wanted to go see Snake Eyes. And that was the only thing that stopped me because I just pulled up at the movie theater and it was too many cars outside. And I don't know what they was there to see. But in the event that they was there to see Snake Eyes, I was like, hmm. Yeah, so nigga next to you just coughing through the whole movie. Do I want to risk it? Like, do I want to sit next to another nigga to watch Snake Eyes? And I already got beef with the movie because this nigga was in here talking. So I got beef from Jump and the credits ain't even rolled yet. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an impact. I think... I think she doesn't get her money. Uh, I don't think Scarlett Joe gets her money. Uh, the young girl, Emma, whatever her name is, that did Cruella, she already came out and was just like... Tasha Sue, too. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yo, <laughs> niggas owe me money, too. They did my movie just like hers. Because the problem is they um, when they arrange these contracts, it's based off box office. So it's like... You know, I get 1% or 2% of the box office plus a certain amount. So if the movie is also available for streaming, then obviously box office is going to be lower. And, you know, nobody knew this when they made those contracts. So Disney should have, you know, we don't know if they did or not, but they should have like said, all right, well, we're going to give you this much set. We're going to assume the box office is this much and give you a percentage of that, you know, but Let's- the big companies, the big companies never take care of you when it matters. Yeah. Because like they the big company. They're the draw. You'll need me, Disney, before we need you, Scarlett Johansson. So, you know, come come see me. And you can tell that Disney don't take care of nobody because you ain't never heard about nobody trying to sue Disney, fam. Like, Sue Disney? My nigga, she worked with Disney for the last 10 years. She ain't did but a handful of movies in the last 10 years since this whole shit started. And she trying to sue these niggas. And I don't want to say for a couple mil, like, it's light. I think it's like 20 or 30. And she got paid 20 to do the joint. But she's aware that she's probably not going to do much else for the rest of her career. Because she's probably going to be strongly typecast. It's it's going to be some shit like like um, what's the young boy name? Keanu Reeves. Like before John Wick, 
Keanu Reeves was dry since yeah. the Matrix. It took a few years for him to really come back. Like he was doing bullshit movies. Like it's a movie out there. I, I just want y'all to check it out if y'all can find it. It's called Knock Knock. <laughs> I'm just. It's a nigga at the crib on a rainy night, and two random chicks come to the house and hit him up on some shit like, "Our phones are our phones are dead, and we need a ride." And we were supposed to be somewhere, and like it just turns into some crazy shit. But like that's the type of shit that he's doing after the Matrix, between the Matrix and John Wick. Like my nigga was bored, and he was he was heading down a Nicolas Cage slash Bruce Willis stretch of movies. And don't nobody want to see Scarlett Johansson go through that. Yeah. Most of these types of suits, you know, they don't, they end up settling out of court. So I'm sure they're going to throw her a couple mil. They're going to throw Emma Stone a couple. And then going forward, they're either going to not put the movies on Disney Plus at the same time, or they're just going to negotiate it correctly in the contract before. Give them three weeks. Give them three weeks. The first two weeks is important for any movie in the box office because opening weekend is important. But then how you follow up to the second week is important because, you know, if it's a flop, everybody's going to know after the first week and the second week you're going to tank. So you got to give them three, four weeks before you put it on the, the premium joints. I think Paramount Plus, they did it best with A Quiet Place 2. Quiet Place 2 came out late May. And Quiet Place 2 was available to rent by July 1st uh, digitally. It was available to rent by July 1st. And by mid-July, Paramount Plus said, guess what? Guess what you can watch for free with your subscription to Paramount Plus? A Quiet Place 2. So these streaming services, because everything's a race, so all these companies are going to have their own streaming services, Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Amazon Prime. Uh, Fox is probably going to come out with their own shit. Well, no, you know, Disney owns Fox. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, they sharing and with Hulu. Yeah. Um, and who else? Who else got the joint? Uh, the Peacock. And the Peacock is strong, like, like Paul's. But the Peacock got, like, Crazy content. Yeah. But that's NBC. They don't really make... Well, I guess Universal is NBC. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, you got the monster movies, you know, all that stuff. And all the TV shit. I mean, you're not going to see... You're not going to see The Office anywhere else on Earth except for The Peacock from now on. And as soon as Seinfeld's contract is up with Hulu, Seinfeld's over there. And then Friends is going to be over there, and I don't, I don't know who the fuck watches Friends, but when that shit go over there, and it's the only place you can find it. Well, no, Friends is HBO. That's Warner Brothers. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's why uh, they just got the reunion. Oh, and- they did the reunion shit. Yeah, yeah. It's ugly. The movie game, the movie game is ugly. These studios is ugly. I pray they treat the creators correctly, uh, and you know, fucking pay the people because. If you're charging me $30 for this hoe 
and I don't even get a physical copy. You got off easy, Disney. Yeah. And then we got to see what it's like after COVID. Like, does it go back to normal or is this the new normal? Like, you know, do people just say fuck the theaters forever? Or, you know, do we get back to a world where you got to go to see a movie in theaters or wait three months, you know, before you can watch it at home? I'm going to say fuck the theaters forever. For most movies, for 90% of movies, if it doesn't have. If it's not a big, a big yeah. event film, yeah. The big joints, if it's not one of the big joints or it's not uh, something with crazy uh, special effects in it. And I think the special effects, I'd rather see those at home than in the theater, for real, for real. Uh, it looks better on a smaller screen. Bumblebee looks so much better at my house on the 4K than it did in the movie theater. And that's just the last joint that I remember seeing in the movie theater versus at the house. And most people like TVs are so good now. You know, everybody's got 4K, 120 hertz. You got sound bars. You know, you got perfect lighting. You know, it's like it's it's not like when we were kids where you had the big back TV or you had the movie theater. Now it's like you got a movie theater at home. It's just the one thing that I would always say the theater is better for is. Just the experience, you know, the the like when you saw Endgame in the theater with the crowd, you know, everybody's laughing, everybody's crying, everybody's cheering together. Like that's what makes the movie theaters special. But for, you know, just your everyday movie, nobody's going to nobody's going to care when Avengers five comes out and they doing multiverse and it's like six versions of Iron Man and you got three Spider-Mans and you got, you know, six Captain Americas and they all fighting each other. And they got Kang the Conqueror and all that. Like that's when people are going to want to go to the theater. But like when you got King Richard, like the new Will Smith movie about him being Venus and Serena's dad, that's some shit. You know, we just want to watch at home. Like it looks amazing, but it's like I don't have to be in the theater to see that. Yeah, like if I'm gonna cry, like I'm gonna cry at the crib. Like I don't want to cry in my hoodie in the in the damn theater. Uh, but one movie that I would have saw in the theater. Um, Snyder Cut, Justice League Snyder Cut. Oh, four hour, but man, I would have had to pee like three times, man. Man, if I could have went to the fucking Cinema Bowl to see that joint, I probably would have. Like, I think they would have had to cut the lights on and pause that bitch for me. Like, if I can tip a nigga, it was good. I, I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I I've still yet to watch it all in one sitting, uh, but <laughs> but. It was definitely a good movie, and that shit was big enough. It was a big, you know, with the slow motion scenes and the fucking extended storylines and shit. It was big enough to be a theater movie. It's just like if it's four hours, you know, they can't they can't put as many showings up, you know, and it's like they probably don't see that as worth the money. You know, if I can only do three showings because the movie four damn hours, you know, they probably just decided, no, nah, we're just going to keep this in HBO Max and we're going to make our money that way. Because they that, that's the whole reason they did that was because they needed a reason to get people to sign up for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got something ex- as exclusive as a Snyder Cut, that's going to do it. I signed up for HBO Max strictly uh, for the HBO shows, just knowing that all the HBO shows would be in one place and I didn't have to fucking 
go buy them anymore and 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 they was going to have some other shit like they was going to have the dc channel like i bought it just off of that i was like oh shit i can watch sopranos and all the dc content yeah you got it you got my 14 dollars a month and and that's how they get me because i pay for the whole year up front so i'm probably not going to care about hbo max and how much that shit costs until march of 2022 when they come knocking on my door and they want 160 bucks yeah and then i'm gonna start making lifestyle decisions like yo do i even like tv anymore like how many how many times in the last week have we opened up this fucking app? Is it worth it? Especially if they don't continue to put every movie out on HBO Max the same day, you know. Like we this year we got every one, but next year we got to see what they do. It's going to be different. Uh, but I will be making some cuts. I know Netflix probably ain't making a cut. Um. Amazon Prime's only making the cut because I pay for their services, uh, for sure. so I just get it for free. Uh, and Invincible season two comes out, so I'll keep it just to watch that. Um, but I, I, I think that might be it for me. Like I'm, I'm tired of paying the money I could pay cable companies for cable TV for all these digital apps. I do think you get. Like we get more when you have all these different apps, though, because like you with cable, you get like a hundred channels, and it's like you know even those channels. Like now, Discovery has their own streaming service where they got better content than the reruns they play in twenty four seven on the channel. You know, you don't like if you go on Nickelodeon, BET, uh, VH one, they're just playing reruns all day. You get their streaming service. That's where they're actually putting their new content. So. I still think cable is 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 dying. It's dead, basically. Oh, cable's definitely dead. But these other niggas is greedy. Like yeah, Discovery Discovery got the the cheat code because that's like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's like seven to ten different hubs on one platform. Yeah, you got Food Network, Travel Channel, HGTV. All Damn. the stuff we watched on cable, but like with new shit instead of reruns. Just give me channel ID. Turn on this serial killer shit. Yep. Turn on that evil lives next door. And then, you know, Discovery actually just bought Warner Brothers from AT&T. So uh, HBO Max and Discovery Plus, like once that sale goes through, those two are going to come together somehow. Like Hulu and Disney Plus. So that's going to cut one of them out. I like the idea of that, but Disney Plus, <laughs> they got an action packed month here because. A year, actually. Disney Plus had the perfect hustle because they had a little gap, but they did Loki. And then as soon as Loki's over, Black Widow. Let that cook for a month. What if series drops? Once that's over, you got Shang-Chi. Once that's out for a few weeks, we got uh Venom. Venom. That's you know, that's Sony, but you know, at the same time, you know, it's that's Marvel. You got Miss Marvel somehow is supposed to fit in here somewhere. Uh then you got Eternals, and then November twenty fourth, now we got Hawkeye. Then December seventeenth, you got Spider Man. So you literally it's Marvel after Marvel after Marvel after Marvel. 
So and, and you can't cancel your subscription because they were smart and they made it to where it's like every 32 days, <laughs> every 35 days. So even if you cut it off, you only cut it off for like a week or two and then, and then they, right back and be right back in your pocket. And then they stuffed in Star Wars, too. You know, we got Boba Fett somehow dropping in in what? De- December? Somewhere around there. They fitting that in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to watch it because I was dedicated to Mandalorian season one and two. So I'm going to watch that Boba Fett shit. But they ain't got long. They got it. They got to hold my attention. I, I think that's I think that's one of my biggest problems now. My attention span don't it don't go like it used to when I was young. Yeah, and it's more stuff now. We it's more stuff than when we were when we were kids. Like it's way more stuff and it's way more quality stuff. And I get distracted. I get distracted easy. And if you don't catch my attention and like hold my attention, like I'm gonna say this about the Loki series. When it comes down to the TV shows that they've premiered so far, I think the Loki series is perfection. And I thought that WandaVision was far and above. It was number one. Captain Captain uh Captain America and Winter Soldier or Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought that shit was cool, but that was the only other thing I could compare it to is WandaVision. So I was like, hey, it was cool for what it was. It was cool to. It wasn't artsy though. Like it wasn't art. You know, it was. It was typical Marvel, but on TV form. It was go beat them up, go train, yeah. go get beat up, <laughs> go lose some shit, then, then train. go train and come back stronger than ever, and then show that you don't even need the shit you lost. <laughs> I don't even need a shield. I'm better than a shield. Because I'm Captain America, and now the nigga got the shield. And he's like, oh, yeah, but I'm dope. I'm dope now. Yeah, Loki was was on another level. Like, that was some nerdy shit on top of more nerdy shit. And, like, it was just, like, the one thing I loved about it was the music. Like, if you really watch it and you hear the music, it's like, that. it makes every scene just hit so much harder. Like, when they... You know, at the end of an episode, and you know they're looking at the, that spaceship blew blown up. That one they're trying to get on, it just blew up right in front of them. The music is just hitting, and then they just like so hopeless. You know, almost the, every episode when it ends with the the big Loki theme is just perfect. And then the, you know the time travel shit was cool too. I see, and I think I I gotta thank um, Quentin Tarantino for that. Quentin Tarantino made me appreciate the score of a movie or the score of a TV show because his shit is set up so perfectly. So now like I pay attention to that shit in every show, even, even the shit that it's not supposed to matter in, like I'm fucking watching this is us. And I'm like, man, they got to change this fucking music, man. This music ain't, ain't, ain't delivering the right message for me right now. But when I watch Loki, so I watched the first two episodes. Number one, Disney, uh, I know what your plan was. You was thinking it's hot outside. It's getting warm. It's springtime. It's summertime. Nobody's going to be in the house on a Friday. Don't ever do that again. Because I got shit to do during the week. And Wednesday is just not a good day for me. Not that I have shit to do on Wednesday. I'm just not going to remember you put out fucking heat on Wednesday 
when you've been putting out heat on Friday, every Friday for the whole year? I like, think why they changed it is because of the movies. Like they don't want, uh, you know, Friday to come out and you got to choose between watching Loki and going to see Black Widow. Yeah, but Loki's Loki's forty five minutes, fifty minutes. Hopefully, you'll be in a position where you can do both. Just put the bitch out at three a.m. See, they were waiting till eight a.m. Eastern time to put the fucking episode out sometimes, and I think that's where they fucked up. Oh no! Here it was at three a.m. every every time I I was up, you right at three o one. I hit play, so I just got to stay up late. Yeah, but yeah, see, they that's... didn't want to distract from the the theatrical. You know, they wanted to have all the focus on on a Friday, whatever movie is out for the rest of the year. When um, what's the next one? Shang Chi comes out. They don't want you to be like. They don't want to have to advertise on their social media that what if dropped today, but also go Shang-Chi. They want it to be Wednesday. Look at what if, you know, look at Killmonger as King Wakanda. And then Friday, you know, go see Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi. Constantly feeding the streets. I like yeah. it. I like it now, but I just, I don't know. Something about Wednesday just fucked me up. Um, But I watched the first two. I watched the first two joints independently and then i missed uh episode three like i was watching it with my kid and my kid talked talked my head off through the whole episode she was like yo is loki a bad guy and i'm like yeah you're a bad guy yeah Yo, you root for the bad guys right you on the tv she's like oh yeah you know because he's just doing stupid stuff and next thing you know the episode's over and i'm like god damn you asked me questions the whole episode bro so now i gotta run it back i never ran it back and the next thing you know, the fucking show's over. And I'm like, damn, I missed four episodes in a row. Well, if one Friday I'm off work, binge watch the bitch. My 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 preferred method of enjoying television. And I got to tell you, this shit wasn't dry. I don't know what it was about the first two episodes that didn't make me run to the TV on Wednesdays, but those last four wasn't dry. WandaVision had a little bit of that because they were setting some shit up, but I think the setup throughout the Loki series, it was more tolerable because just when you got some information, some shit happened, and you don't really know what you think you know. And it's the TVA, and it's Owen Wilson, and it's the <laughs> the young black lady uh, that was the boss of everything. And yeah, it's her and Owen Wilson fucking. And then, boom, Loki meets himself. And this has got to be some kind of fucking metaphor because he in love with himself. Like, he falling in love with himself. So is this some kind of message for self-love and self-appreciation? Yeah, I think the message of the show overall was just that you don't always have to be, you know, what you've been. Like you can you can change at any point. You can be something else. You can, you know, like if you've always been an asshole, you don't have to be an asshole forever. But I love the I watched it week to week. The reason I like week to week is because it creates hype, you know, it creates conversation. You know, like when episode one dropped. And all we saw was Owen Wilson and Loki talking for 45 minutes. 
that was, you know, that was the shit. Then, you you know, for a week you talk, you you wondering, you know, what do they do next? Then the next episode, you know, we see them chasing after the um, variants. And then at the end of the episode, you see it's a girl, Loki. You're like, oh, shit. So then for a week you're talking, who is this girl? Is she really a girl, Loki? Is she this? Is she that? So I like the week to week because it encourages more discussion. But, you know, if you're just trying to see what happened, then yeah, binging, you know, that's always going to be number one. But yeah, this show was crazy. I just love the, um, I love how weird they got with it. I love, you know, like the TVA felt like some 1970s, you know, DMV. And you just, you know, he in there just in line waiting. I love the Easter eggs with, you know, I love how they just with this show, they showed you that all the shit you were worried about for the past 10 years, that was little shit. You know, like when he opens that drawer and you see all them infinity <laughs> stones, you're like, oh shit, like my man like had this. infinity stones and was using them bitches like paperweights. Like yep. oh yeah, you want some of these? Yeah, we got mad. We got a gang of these, fam. Like, hey, they just this red shit look good. Yeah, they made it, they established that. The, the world, the universe is so much bigger than what we've seen so far. And, you know, the show kind of builds up to that and they keep building up to time variants and how they can like see alternate timelines and just cancel them out real quick. And then at the end, you know, we see that it's all because of one dude, you know, and one guy's will is what is driving all of this because he's just so powerful. So like that's some. You know, we ain't seen no shit like that. We haven't seen that kind of power, so I'm I'm ready to see what's next. I like the I like the character growth with Loki because we've seen the type of nigga Loki is, and we've yeah. watched Loki for a gang of movies. And I think watching Loki see number one, see Frida's death, yes, and then see his own death. Like oh, and then see um Odin's death, and then see his own's death. Like I really think like like that shit changed him. Like in the middle of that episode, that shit was like he was floored. He was just like, "Yo, fam, I ain't running no more." Like, hey, that shit happened. Like that shit you showed me. Like that was real. Yeah, basically they um they because you know this Loki is the Avengers Loki. And we've seen Loki all the way through Infinity War. So in that one scene, they kind of fast forwarded his development all the way to the end. So, you know, he went from being an asshole all the way to being a guy who understands that chasing after stones and, you know, trying to rule people is not the shit. So instead of having this character go through all the same shit the old Loki went through, he just had to watch it on a movie. He had to see the Infinity Stones in a drawer and he was up to speed. So I like that, too. Like we got a whole new Loki, but he got there. He got to the same point, but in a different way. Because he stopped being an asshole right away at the end of Ragnarok. Yeah. But then he died like 20 minutes later, right? (laughs) So, so we didn't get to see him live as a good person. Right. And that shit happened. And it was like, oh shit. Like Loki just a smart mouth ass little dude, bro. Like, he kind of cool. He kind of tough like that. And I think that last episode, the scene with uh, male and female Loki and Kang, I think that shit was. I think that shit was everything. Yeah. Because you know she was there. She was on a mission. 
but her wife was was chasing after whoever was in charge, you know. So yeah. And and that was her purpose. That was her sense of purpose. She had no other objective in life because she never saw her death like the other Loki did. Yeah. Because she never saw how the shit ended. Because she wasn't supposed to exist, basically. Yeah. Yeah, because she was always on the run. And I think that shit changed her too. And that shit made her colder and less reasonable because Loki stop. Let's let's see what this dude got to say. Yeah, and in her whole shit, she had to hide at the extinction level event just to live. So everywhere she goes to hide, niggas is about to die. Yep. So like death don't mean shit to her. So my man's sitting there saying like, yo, don't kill me because if you kill me, it's like a hundred me's. They way worse than me and they don't fuck around. Like they got that shit. So don't kill me. And what she do? She swiped the sword at the nigga 10 more times and he's just like, hey, look, I seen this shit coming. <laughs> like, chill out. I'm telling you, this shit's going to get ugly. Don't kill me. And then at the end, he was just like, look, you got it. It's on you. I said what I got to say. If you do this shit, you did it. But just know, this shit is ugly from here on out if you do this shit. And he even said, like, it's going to lead right back to the same moment because you know, it's, it's time, you know, time is, it's always happening. It's, it's happening. And it's going to keep happening. So you kill him. All these other variants are going to come out. They're going to do some fucked up shit. Then a Kang variant is going to, you know, get the multiverse under control. He's going to, you know, do the same shit. And then, you know, it's, gonna, it's a loop, you know? So she just perpetuated the loop. She was hard headed. Like most white women, uh, she was hard headed. She wanted to do her own thing. She wanted to speak to the manager at the time, Variance Authority. She found <laughs> He was like, no, I want a refund on this shit. And he like, no, it's been th- it's been a million thousand years. And she's like, no, fuck that. You didn't even get your receipt, ma'am. Like, <laughs> and it's open. You used half of it. That's how I know it doesn't work. And then uh, I like how she sent them back to the TVA, but then it's a different TVA. And Kang, like Kang Kang is the boss there. So I like that. Now we, you know, they already confirmed we're getting a season two. I didn't, I didn't catch it the first watch of the last episode. I didn't catch that. But then when the second time I watched it, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Owen Wilson don't know who the fuck this is. Like he just said, like, "Oh, you a TVA agent too? You a variant? Well, come on, let's get to work. Let's, we got some shit to do." And then they look out the window, and my man got the statue. And it's like, if you notice, he's wearing, he's not wearing the same shit that the one we just talked to was wearing. He was wearing like a Kang comic book outfit. So that's Kang Kang. That's a different one. You know, that might be the one we see in Ant-Man or something. And that's, that's my theory. And I've, uh, I've, I've stayed away from too many internet theories, but in my mind, that TVA shit exists in the quantum realm, in the quantum realm, bro. Like That's that, the theory I saw. It, it, it seems legit. Like it, it could. Like that makes sense. I thought. I honestly thought the last shot of the TVA would be like you know like a Men in Black where they zoom out and you just zoom out and keep zooming out and keep zooming out and then you see that it's the whole time it was in the quantum realm. Like that would have been cool too. I would have been hyped for it, but I think that's I think that's where they tie tie that into the movie structure 
uh, Ant-Man 3, Quantum Mania. Like, they're going to go into the quantum realm, and it's going to be some shit. And it's going to be, you know, Ant-Man, his old lady, uh, her mama, because she, she was out there. Yeah. So all we need is more screen time with her so that like we can it. understand what the quantum realm is because well, she might know Kane. Exactly. And we didn't get much time with her. Like he saved her. Uh, she saved the ghost chick and the movie was over. And then boom, niggas turned to dust and the, and the end credits. So it's like, we never really got much time with Michelle Pfeiffer, but I think in the next Ant-Man joint, it's going to be family. It's going to be like, yo, boom, check it. It's it's a heist. It's a time heist. Uh, <laughs> we got to go steal some shit from the quantum realm. Uh, they got her ovaries or some shit. Like they got something out there, and she's got to go out there and get it. And she's got to be their guide. And maybe she don't make it, or maybe uh, the daddy don't make it. Somebody gonna die. I like the idea of like a team Ant Man, like because they really have a whole crew now. They got you know they got uh what's his name from Matrix, uh. What's his name? Morbius. Mo- What's oh, his name? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, he was uh, the original. He was Giant yes. Man. So you got because you got also Ant Man's daughter now. You know she's gonna be a uh, a superhero. So you got you know a whole squad of people who get big and small. You know, so that that could be it's, it's almost like a Fantastic Four type thing. You know, but I do love how in Loki they took a Disney Plus show. And use that to set up the next movie level villain. You know, like nobody thought that because, you know, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was out, nobody gave a fuck about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like the movies did not ever once reference it. But now, you know, with Disney Plus, they've used the show to set up the next Thanos. You know, you got WandaVision to set up Wanda in Doctor Strange. You got Falcon and Winter Soldier to set up the next Captain America movie. Like these series are legit. We got Miss Marvel coming out this year. Miss Marvel is in Captain Marvel 2 now called The Marvels. You know, you got Hawkeye setting up the next Hawkeye. We got Moon Knight coming. We got She-Hulk. We got Ironheart. We got the uh, Secret Invasion with, with Nick Fury in the scroll. That's what uh, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So it's most. a lot of shows. You know, it's a lot of shows and they're they taking them seriously. So, I'm, you know, it makes sense to tune in every time now so I, I really like I like um that's a that's a good point so the next the next major villain and this is this is I'm not gonna say a 10 year villain like Thanos was because I could. don't think anything's ever going to take that long with Marvel ever again I don't think it's gonna take 10 years but three three to five don't the one thing though about Kang is like you could have it where in Ant Man Quantumanium they kill that dude, but then there's another one, you know, and then there's a there's a then you got the one from ancient Egypt, then you got the one from the future, then you got the one who is a kid, you know. We can see where they kill one, but then you know, a whole new version of the character is in someone else's movie, you know, and eventually they meet like the big, big, big one that they all gotta come together to fight. So I think you could extend that for a long time. It don't have to be 10 years because, you know, if you think about the first 10 years, every all the movies were about finding all the stones. You know, there's no stones this time. That was just one dude in all his different versions. So really now it's just about making sure that this guy doesn't 
destroy the multiverse and have, you know, different realities colliding together and shit like that. So I think we're going to get a bunch of movies where different realities are banging up against each other and characters are, you know, jumping through, you know, universes. And we got multiple versions of this dude. We got multiple versions of this lady. And then it's all going to come where they got to fight to either separate the universes forever or to bring them all into one universe. That's going to be the hype. Because when you talk about separate universes and separate characters, just like in the Loki, where there was one scene where there was, you know, 20 different Lokis in one location. Like, we're going to get that. We're going to get 20 different Ironmans. We're going to get 20 different Caps. We're going to get at least three different Spider-Mans. Yeah. My least favorite Spider-Man, Toby. uh, And then my favorite Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. Which is the best Spider-Man out of all? Uh, I think he's the best Spider-Man, but I think Toby was the best. Peter. It's the love shit, bro. It's the love shit. And I know that shit is what makes it, you know, a date night movie when he's in love with Kirsten Dunst and she ain't got a perfect grill and she pour and she kisses niggas upside down in the alley. Like, I know that's what makes that movie a date night. But that shit kind of, that shit kind of made the movie a little, you know. There was some heart, though. It was like, it was like you felt this dude was broke as shit. He has nothing, and then he gets these powers, and it's like, like how does this regular dude cope with having all these powers? You know, like he got this girl, he can't tell her, or you know she's gonna be in danger. So it's like there's some heart behind. It. Like Andrew Garfield, everything looked cool. He was cocky as shit which was Spider-Man, you know, that's, that's how you see Spider-Man, he's cocky, but it's like, there's no way I'm going to believe that this tall, skinny, you know, dude with perfect hair is Peter Parker. He was just too, he had it. He had it all. And he had the year-round tan. He, like, he had everything. There's no way this dude is a nerd who, you know, who is struggling. But he, his relationship with Gwen Stacy was perfect, though. He was like the exotic version of, like, a dude. Like, I don't know what women call, like, exotic men. But like that was him because like he had the year-round tan, and like he just generally looked like a fucking like a model or a male uh, a fucking weatherman. He was just always hair was always right, teeth always right, always muscular. Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to believe that this is a nerd. I had beef with that nigga as Peter Parker too. Now that you say it, but when he put the suit on, that was Spider-Man for like that's that was comic book cartoon. You know that was Spider-Man. But but what, what's the next Marvel movie we got? We got uh, <sighs> Shang-Chi's next, man. Shang-Chi's next up. Do you see the trailer with uh, Abomination and Wong? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks it looks good. Yeah, I was a little nervous. The, oh, the first trailer? You ain't like the first one? Yeah, I was nervous off the first one. I was like, yo, this shit, this shit can't be the hype. Like, this is the shit that niggas is getting hyped off of. Like. It can't be. It's gonna be. It's basically gonna be his dad, which it kind of ties back into Iron Man. You know, it's like the original Ten Rings. It was him this whole time, and now he wants his son to come back and claim the Ten Rings for himself and become the new leader. And then, you, and, and somehow in the movie, we're gonna get a tournament where we're just gonna see different Marvel characters. Like I, I guarantee you, Wong and, and Abomination are not the only. Familiar characters we're gonna see in that tournament. Like I'm sure we're gonna see somebody else. 
But then you got the dragon in there. And Fang Foom. And then we, the I think the fights, I think that's where we're going to love the movie. That's going to be what Mortal Kombat should have been. Like, we're going to see crazy kung fu choreography. We're going to see, like, like, the scenes where he's on that bus fighting them dudes. Man, I, I think that's going to be crazy. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it because it's different. It's different than any other joint that, that Marvel ever put out. It's totally different than any other joint, even though it's linked to the to the origination, to the origin of the Marvel Universe, which is Iron Man. I'm hyped because it's it's just it's gonna work. Like it's gonna work. It's gonna be great action. It's gonna be great cameos. It's gonna be an excellent storyline tying all this shit together. And it's all unknown. So the cool part about the unknown is watching everybody make these think pieces about it, whether they're all off or off base or if they're like right on point, watching all these people make these think pieces about it after they see the movie not based off of what the shit was in the comic books. You know, I've watched a million videos on the Eternals. So right now, I think I could probably give you some good hot takes about what the Eternals was going to look like. And I'm, I've am i saved a handful of them because after the movie drops, I just want to see how close and far off niggas, uh, off base niggas was. And yeah. I think I, I think, think with the Eternals is gonna be cool. I think the thing about Shang Chi, there's no expectations. Nobody knows who their character is. Even no. same thing with the Eternals, really. Like most people are are discovering who, who the Eternals are right now. So they're picking characters who don't have like a crazy long history. So when the movie drops, people aren't like, you know, this has to be like this book or it has to be like that book. You know, like Shang Chi, they get to really do their own thing. And then Eternals, they get to do their own thing. But Shang Chi is going to be the hype. They're fixing the the Mandarin situation that I beefed about for years with Iron Man three. They're fixing that. Uh, they're talking Ten Rings. They got Fing Fang Foom in it, and he's not just a big ass artillery gun. He's actually a dragon. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> and I I went back and I looked at the shit and I was like, oh shit, because. I, I don't know where I got this shit confused, but I always thought that the Ten Rings were linked to the Infinity Stones some way. Like, I just thought, like, the Infinity Stones was out here floating in space, little pieces of these Infinity Stones chipped off, and a nigga put them in some rings, and that was it. Because most of his powers match the Infinity Stones. He got a time ring. He got a soul ring. He got a health ring. He got most of the shit reality rings like fire, ice, water, whatever, whatever. So most of his rings match the Infinity Stone. So I always thought that that shit was linked. Uh, but it's going to be nice to open this realm up. I think it helps Marvel get back to that magic shit because Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, they got some shit dropping, uh, quantum mania, whatever, quantum frenzy, and multiverse of madness. Yeah, multiverse madness. They got that shit dropping, and that, that's a that's a dynamic duo movie to me. Even though uh, Scarlet Witch might be the fucking bad guy, 
And Loki, they confirmed Loki is going to be in there too. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got to be in it. And she got fucking kids out here, so she's going to do some wild shit for her kids. But um, yeah, I, I feel like this this magic shit or this sorcery or or whatever it is that's powering Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, I think that's going to drive the same sh- the same type of shit that's going on in Doctor Strange's joint because with Cap it was super soldier shit and that was Hulk too and Hulk super soldier shit and and for years you were getting super soldiered out right it was just a bunch of niggas that could run really fast and hit you really hard and it was just like that's muscle uh, but I think this shit, this magic shit, it's more tactical, it's more strategic, and I think it's more fun. Like, niggas hated on Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange. I fucking love Doctor Strange, bro. I, I, love seeing, I love seeing how in Infinity War, people who did not fuck with Doctor Strange, they now saw, like, what we saw. You know, they're like, yeah, this dude is, this is that nigga. Like, when he pulls his hands up and you see the scars, and you're like, I know where he got them fucking scars from. <laughs> And he, like, you know, like two years ago, this dude was doing surgery. Now he's on another planet fighting aliens and shit. Like that's the like that's the type of character you like to see. Like a dude where like you saw where he came from. Like now when we see Loki in the next Doctor Strange, you're like, I know that that dude been through some shit. When you see the next Captain America, you see, you know, Falcon doing his thing. You're like, I know when this dude was just on a boat with Bucky, just you know, sitting around thinking. Like that's what this Marvel shit does. Like you, you get to see, you know, characters go from place to place, and like you feel like that's my friend. I know that dude. I know what. Like while he's in this big battle, I know that that's just a guy, you know, who just so happens to have gotten into some shit. Like you're connected to him because all you're waiting for, like, and even with the villains, because like I'm hype about U.S. Agent. I'm a little nervous about what kind of shield this nigga gonna pull out. Yeah. But I'm hype about a U.S. agent because I watched him go from being Captain America, like the Captain America, and being super proud of that because that was his purpose. And then he his, lost mans, his mans get killed. And it's just like, yo, it, not, not only his mans getting killed, but his mans getting killed. And then he sees that, like, these Wakanda chicks is... They got muscle on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't keep up with none of these motherfuckers. And I was crazy to bring my man in here with me. And I got, you know, neither one of us can keep up with this shit. So now I got to fucking take a dose. And we already know what that dose do to you. That dose make you who you were, who you always were. It's bigger. Yeah. So, like, when we see him fighting somebody you know what like what he's fighting for you know what he you know what he's been through you know he's hurting you know you know you know that he's just trying to he's trying to prove something to himself you know that's like that's that's the kind of villain that we like i don't that's why taskmaster kind of annoyed me it's like this is somebody who doesn't even want to do what they're doing it's under control mind control like mind control is like the worst type of villain ever like i never want to see a villain out here just being controlled by hypnosis or some shit because that ain't real. Like you're, they could have just put a robot in your place. Yeah. They could have just put a fucking fake ass 
Iron Man robot in your place to do that. Like, fam, like, have some conviction in your shit. That's why you got your ass whooped. Because you don't even believe in the shit you're fighting for. You're not like Bane with it. Like, Bane believed that shit. And then you got trailers. Ah, oh, man. They dropped the heat today. They dropped the heat today. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not the biggest Venom fan. Uh, I hated the soundtrack for the first Venom. And maybe I just hate Eminem. And that's weird yeah, that we're on the all on TikTok like every day now. I'm like, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> that song gets stuck in my head all the time now. Venom. 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 This makes me think about muscles and transformations. <laughs> Every TikTok about some muscles. It, it was just, it was a, the movie was, it was a good movie. I just don't go back to it. Like, and that's weird to say that a movie's good and you enjoyed the movie, but, but you, you watched know. it once in your life and you good. Like, I, I could never see it again and I'm good money. It's like it was like an early 2000s type of comic book movie where like it was solid, but it didn't do anything to you. It didn't teach you anything. You didn't feel anything. It was just cool to, to see and experience. It definitely, definitely did not teach you anything. And not that I'm fucking looking for life lessons. Yeah, I'm not looking for life lessons from Venom and I'm not looking for fucking like metaphoric reasoning or even a deeper understanding of the the damn symbiote. Uh, I think it was a great comeback to Spider-Man 3's Venom. Yeah, definitely better than that. But I also think, I think my nigga Tom Hardy, as much as we liked him as Eddie Brock in the trailers, I don't know if he can really carry the movie talking to himself the whole time. I like it because that's authentic to the comic book, and I like it because if you've got a symbiote, I'm pretty confident that's the shit that's going on. That's your internal monologue. But I just don't know if, like, I can... I don't know if I can give that shit up for the whole movie. I like the relationship between him and Venom. Like, like... I do. I think Venom Two. We're gonna see less of it because he's gonna be talking to Cletus Cassidy, and you know, like, there's gonna be some shit going on. You know, the first Venom, he had to get to know who Venom was. Now they're 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 basically, you know, they're they're boys. You know, so now it's gonna be instead of this long build up to who Venom is, he's just gonna be there. You know, we just gotta fight Carnage. So I think it's gonna be a lot better. I like the first one. Um, but I, it was slow. It took forever to get to Venom. And I think that, you know, now that we got him established and the movie's just going to go from the beginning, I think we're good. And then it might have, like, some Spider-Man connections in there, too. Was it me or did they make Venom kind of pussy in the first joint? Yeah, he was, like, afraid. He was, he was, he was, he was a good guy and he didn't want to kill. He was afraid of the other symbiotes. Like, he said he was a loser on his planet. Yeah. Like and when then the- even the spoiler trailer for the second one he was like oh shit and then he's getting he like went back into eddie and he's like that is a red one i don't yeah, fuck with like, yo he's like yo that's a red one and i was just like oh wow i was like you pussy again like it was bad enough like I, the, the the final boss he was like that's arsenal he's got weapons and knives and guns with his hands and i was like yo fam you don't do the same shit 
Yeah, like, I, I it because like you know you want the good the main character to be like someone who has to overcome shit. Like if the main character is is all powerful, then it's boring. So I, I guess I get why they went with that route. But you know you know we're used to seeing him as a villain, so we're used to seeing him just you know shitting on Spider Man. Uh, maybe not a villain. Maybe more uh, anti hero. I mean Deadpool, and I think. I think that's I think that's where if I'm thinking about Venom as an anti-hero, I'm kind of expecting some of the Deadpool kind of action and I just can't connect the two. They're both anti-heroes and that's where the connection stops. I think yeah, Deadpool like they like Deadpool's killing motherfuckers like it was nothing. He didn't care. Yeah. You know, you got Venom which Eddie Brock's trying to stop the killing which I I think they need to Loosen up on that. Like they got to kill some more. He's got to get a rated R rating. He's got to get a rated R rating. He got to bite a nigga head off every now and then. Yeah, and not care about it. And like, yo, we just ate dinner. Like he was a bad guy. We can we can bite the bad guy's head off. Uh, so yeah, Venom Venom's gonna be the hype. My prediction for Venom, uh, I I. I hope it doesn't step on Shang-Chi, but my prediction for Venom, Woody Harrelson's going to take my man Tom Hardy to act in school. They took that fucking that fucking perm wig off of Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I love the the, the shot in the church where you got the little the blazer on like they really yeah. fixed them. They, they fixed them. They they gave my man, they gave my man uh, a real and you know he's a serial killer or whatever, but I'm pretty sure when he gets more screen time, you're gonna be like, "Oh, he's not that bad of a guy." <laughs> and then you know who's directing it? No, uh, Andy Circus, the guy from uh, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who plays Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Um, he was Ulysses Claw in Black Panther. Oh, I'm sold. I'm sold. I like I like the nigga that played Claw. Yeah. So it's about to be like some shit. I think it's gonna be more cinematic. I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be a great story told because of course Eddie Brock is a reporter. So when he goes into the jail to start telling this story with with Cassidy, I think that's gonna be like Okay, this is some interesting shit right here. And you're going through whatever Venom struggles you're going through. And it looks like they're introducing another lady uh, uh, with some screaming powers. Yeah, it's like, is that a mutant? You know, like, what's that about? Yeah, and, and, you know, she looks like Banshee or Siren. Uh, but she'll probably be what saves the day because she screams and they don't react well to noise. But they're not going to kill Carnage. I promise you. Yeah, I'm not going to kill Carnage. And then also, you notice he was working for the Daily Bugle. Yeah. So you got Spider Man, but it's not it's not the Daily Bugle from the MCU because you know that's a, a um like an online talk show type shit. So it's like the it was the original Spider Man movie Daily Bugle. So I wonder like, is he gonna be connected to like maybe he's the Andrew Garfield universe or something? You know, they gotta we'll get. They gotta slide one of these dudes in there. Like, even if they just do it at the end credits, like just a reference. Yeah, Spider Man. Yo, Spider Man's in town. He's coming to check you, 
in your in your little black suit, nigga. Like they got to do something to incorporate the shit, even if it's not long term, even if they haven't flushed it all the way out yet. I don't give a fuck if they brought Miles Morales in this bitch. Like I would love to see that. Like yeah, in this universe, it's Miles and it's not Peter. I'm good with it. Just 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 acknowledge that the nigga exists. Let let Venom touch this nigga. So on the third movie, you can have the white spider on your chest. And then also in the trailer, he's in New York City. So they got to do some type of reference to Spider-Man. He's got to pop up. I mean, you're not finna be in Brooklyn, be in Queens, and not pop Spider-Man up. Like, Man, it's crazy out there. No, he gonna, he gonna suit up. Yeah, Spider-Man looking out the window like, man, y'all niggas is bugging today. <laughs> you're like, damn, I'm trying to watch the, the fucking Snyder Cut. What y'all doing? Because that's how that's how he got the logo. I mean, that's how he got, that's how Venom got the the white spider logo on his chest. That's how he got the the web slinging abilities. He hung out on Spider Man for a little bit, and he came back to Eddie like, "Yo, fam, you've been doing this shit all the way wrong. Watch this." Yeah, and then you got because the Sony does have you know they got some shit. You know they got Venom two, they got Morbius, and then they got this uh Craven movie coming out. So they're doing their thing too. I'm looking forward to a Craven movie, and I'm only looking forward to a Craven movie because that shit is going to be simple but dope. There's one dude hunting somebody. It's a nigga hunting somebody on some African safari shit in the city. This could be, especially like if if they don't tie Spider Man in, he could be hunting Venom. It don't even. I don't even. He could be hunting me. I don't care what they put on the screen for ninety minutes. I don't care who it is either. It could be Gerard Butler in a in a chinchilla mini vest, just hunting something. I just want to see it because I like the further and further they get away from the commercial acts, the better it gets. Morbius. I'm super excited for this shit to come out whenever it comes out. Moon Knight, more Blade. Even though Blade is kind of commercial because of Wesley, it's a whole different nigga now. Yeah, because you notice in uh, Loki, uh, Mobius was like, you know, we've we've pruned Titans, aliens, and vampires. So you know, they vampires are out there now, and that's a real thing. And that's just, that's just going to be the hype because I look at the way they can do those characters kind of like a, a more successful way of what they did with the Defenders. Like, not to say that the Defenders was trash, but like, that was that was your dream, right? You watched Luke Cage. You knew Punisher was out. Next thing you know, Jessica Jones was out, and you knew what they was doing slowly but surely. Daredevil, Iron Fist. Like, you bring out Mor- Morbius, Blade, Moon Knight, you can link them with the characters you already got this out because they sitting on the bench. Luke Cage, he's sitting on the bench for, what, one more year? And the rest of the Defenders, they sitting on the bench for one more year from their Netflix deals, and then Disney can do whatever they want with them. I'm pretty confident they're not finna waste all that talent on them shows 
when they can link that shit more shows to the movies, movies to the shows, put these folks on the big screen. That's that's going to be cool. Yeah, and it's already rumors that Charlie Cox is in something. They saying he's either in Spider-Man or he's in the She-Hulk show or he's in the Hawkeye. So I'm sure one of those things we're going to see, we're going to see Daredevil. Oh yeah, they about to they about to use his ass up. I don't think he gets a I don't think he gets a solo movie, especially after what Black Widow did. I think it's gonna be hard for niggas to get a solo movie unless you got a cape on. If you ain't got no powers, nobody we ain't trying to see that shit. Yeah, for real. Like if you if you can't carry that shit for for two hours, yeah, we ain't getting no more movies. We not testing nobody else's shit out. But I think Disney Plus having their own joint. That's that's equivalent to having a movie, because I don't even need a Loki movie. Give me six hours of this shit. I definitely don't need uh, a what if movie. I prefer eight episodes of whatever they're going to do, whether it be 30 minutes or 45 minutes. I know that what if series is going to be extremely entertaining. Yeah, especially with what we've seen in the trailers, you know, like Killmonger saving Tony Stark, you know. T'Challa being picked up instead of Peter Quill, um, Peggy Carter taking the super soldier serum, and then Steve Rogers in like an Iron Man suit riding with her. Um, Peter Parker with the cloak of levitation. Um, what else are we seeing in there? In uh, the zombie joints. I think that's yeah. where Peter Parker had the, the cloak. I think yep. that was the zombie, the zombie apocalypse. The uh, the toys, you know, the the toy calls that Peter Parker, the zombie hunter, Spider Man, and then you see the new Spider Man suits that leaked from the uh, the toys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where he's basically Doctor Strange now. Man, they going crazy on this next Spider Man movie. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about it, but yeah, a lot of people worry because like, they want to just see Spider Man. It's like they keep you know, first movie he had all the Iron Man stuff. And then now he's about to have all this uh, Doctor Strange stuff. But it's weird because it's almost like they don't think he can carry a movie by himself. And me watching the movie, I kind of get bored with him. But I think I get bored with the high school shit. Yeah, I think we've seen it so much. We've seen five Spider-Man movies before him. So it's like... You got to make it different somehow. So they're like, you know, we have all these characters. Let's just team them up with this guy. And then the next movie, we're going to team them up with Nick Fury and some scrolls. And then now the third movie, the hottest dude out right now is Doctor Strange. We're going to team him up with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is leading everything now. So it's just the idea of him using the magic. I got to see how they do that because his suit clearly has him using magic. So we gotta see like what's actually what's the story. If this nigga use magic and we're back in the theaters, I might walk out on a bitch. Like if I see this nigga cast a spell quicker than Doctor Strange, because I watched Doctor Strange for like seventy minutes before he was able to use the fucking travel ring to get back home. He almost froze to death. Yeah, this nigga was out there with t shirt and some sweats on in a in Mount Everest, and he was put under pressure. Like, if I see this nigga Spider-Man, he better call Suit Lady to call the spell form or some shit. Because if I just see this nigga out here on the Humble and he call a spell and make some shit pop off, I might move some furniture, bro. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's an alternate timeline Spider-Man. That's what I, that w- what might be cool, you know? Yeah, I'm cool with that. 
Uh, but I, I think that was a good point, though, because we're tired of seeing Spider-Man do the same shit. So the high school shit's yeah. played out. I you know, think many times. I think that's what I think that's what I love so much about Amazing Spider-Man Two, because he caught a body. Like Gwen died. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Being in the theater and like she was falling, and this is like nobody cared. Everybody's just watching the fall. It's like okay, he's about to get her, and then she hit her fucking back. The whole theater was like sat up. Like, like what? Everybody was like, "No, wait, what?" And, and that was a big moment. I think, and I think that's what draws me to that so much. Not just because it was accurate, but because like you never seen Spider Man take a loss like that. Besides the ten times you watched Uncle Ben die, you never seen Spider Man take a loss like that. And he took two of them. And back-to-back movies, because in the first Amazing, her daddy died. Like, right in front of him. Like Her daddy died to save him. And then hit him with the, yo. Stay away from my daughter. I know I'm dying, but I'm going to be in heaven watching you. Stay away from my daughter. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, and he lied to the dead man. Yeah, like, what I do? Who hurt you? <laughs> but that's that's the hype that's the hype shit that's the hype marvel shit that we got going on uh we will be back we will be back probably after what if uh is done and we can break down the what if series uh maybe if that coincides with the release time of shang chi and then we can just come back and do this shit all over again damn I had a good fucking question. Oh, my Marvel question. My Marvel question. Who wins in a fight? Head up. War Machine. Or Iron Man? I think it's Iron Man all day. Like... Iron Man made War Machine suit, you know, like you, you know, like he gave him that, you know, like yeah, War Machine has all the big guns. I'm sure Iron Man has a button he can say, you know, Friday, turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, you know, just drop that shit, and then you know, the whole suit falls, and then that's it, you know. I think Iron Man wins that easy. I don't. I only believe that Iron Man wins that shit. Not just because he controls the other suit. What machine, little pussy, to me, bro? He's too like. He's like a cop, you know. Like he's very, like he's an employee. He ain't no superhero. He's he's security. What he was originally hired for was to be security, but like, yeah, he's he's he's, he's a, a government. Stop. He's a government official. He's like, put your hands up. And he ain't got no fucking legs. I'm like, yo, this nigga ain't got no legs no more. Like, he that, yeah, he can't even walk. I seen Tony take some hits, bro. I seen Tony take some hits. Tony got beat up hard in every movie. Tony fought two super soldiers. Still that got one. legs. This dude, well, he did fall, you know, back first from probably like a couple hundred feet up. That and and that shit, that shit was weird to me because, in the next movie, 
what did Tony put in the Spider-Man suit? What was that? The parachute? A fucking parachute, bro. Damn, bro. My... <laughs> you couldn't have, you couldn't have thought of this shit. All these guns and shit. You didn't even think of a parachute. Nigga got a million dollars worth of ammunition on the suit. No fucking no airbag. safety guideline. If hey yo, if if these rockets don't work one day and you like real high in the air, when you crash, it's gonna fill up with insulation that's gonna keep your bones from breaking. Like none of that shit was ever thought of. Or maybe it was, but War Machine was wearing the old suits, you know? Like he always had the old shit. Hey man, if you ain't gonna if you ain't gonna make sure your man got the latest and greatest out there, is that really your man? True. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I think Tony, no matter what suit variant you put Tony in, I think I think he thinks more. And I think getting his ass whooped by two super soldiers at the same time, and he was just like, Yo, Friday. Help me beat this nigga ass. He basically I, what the Taskmaster could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That same technology. Uh, Taskmaster's trash. Uh, Iron Man beats War Machine every day of the week. I think War Machine, if they get him involved in this new Avengers, I think that his military background and his ammunition is going to help out greatly. Oh, yeah. Uh, he has a coming. Yeah. Oh, Armor Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be better than uh, Captain America and Falcon. I think so, too, yeah. Or Captain America and, and, and uh, One-Armed Man. I wouldn't be surprised if they throw Ironheart in that show, like, for the first time before she gets her own show. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Riri. Bring Riri out there. Because she got a show coming uh, next year, so. Well, no, maybe the year after, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her there first. I'm rooting for all the people in color in the Marvel Universe. I, I'm still curious about what they're going to do for Black Panther. Somebody said they was going to bring Killmonger back and let him be Black Panther. I hope not. I prefer to see Shuri just it's because so I want Killmonger to stay bad guy. Yeah. There's so many different theories out there filming the movie right now. And, you know, it's like it seems like Namor is probably going to be in it. You know, that's what we all thought since Endgame. So it's like. That's that's really the big mystery now is just who's Black Panther. We already kind of can assume they're fighting Namor, but who's Black Panther? Are they throwing mutants in there? Are they throwing Storm in there? And, you know, that's it. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of off Namor now because Aquaman was dope. And I don't want niggas out here to start comparing to start comparing like, oh, well, and Aquaman, Aquaman, the water moved like this, and people's hair looked like this, but in Namor it didn't. And then somebody's gonna have to switch it up, right? Uh, but I do love the idea of bringing Namor because his storyline is deep too, and yeah. that and also much, goes with the Fantastic Four because he kidnapped old girl on and some man. stalker shit. He was just like, "Yo, Invisible Woman, you beautiful, you're mine." Get your bathing suit. We hit in the ocean. And it makes sense because he's a guy with his own kingdom that he needs to protect. And he's got so, his own Fortune 500 company up on the surface. So it's like, it makes sense, you know, kingdom versus kingdom. 
get you a man that can do both. That's duality. As the ladies would say. All right, y'all. This is The World Is Yours. DJ World Premiere. Dante. Marvel Talk. Episode 2. Peace.